is the OK Outcast Podcast, your home for Oklahoma political intrigue and insight. Welcome, folks, to our podcast. Here with my co-host, Brittany Novotny. Brittany, happy Dark Matter Day. Happy Dark Matter Day and happy Halloween to you, good sir. What are you dressing up as? Uh, I'm not. I'm being boring this year. Uh, no Halloween parties and... Um, yeah, no, no real, no real reason to get all dressed up, I guess. Well, did you guys get any candy? Um, you know, I, I Mm. always have a little bit of candy around. (laughs) Well, I want that candy. I was at the bodega today and they had candy for free. I got a Mr. Good Bar. Remember those? I do. Those are pretty good. Um. What's your favorite candy bar? Butterfinger. Okay. I think uh I think I'd say my favorite candy bar is Milky Way Dark. Oh, you're a dark chocolate gal? Huh. Yeah. I guess dark you don't like chocolate this. on dark matter day, huh? <laughs> well, hopefully you have one. And for our good listeners, what is dark matter, Brittany? Um, I cannot explain it very well. I'm going to, I'm going to leave the dark matter topic to you. All right. Well, very simplistically put, and probably the best example, it's the easiest to digest would be season four, episode 25 of Star Trek Next Generation, when the Enterprise flies into a nebula and keeps encountering dark matter, and it takes them a while to figure out what it is. And what is it? What do our physicists say? Well, they know there's a lot of it. And in fact, matter... So when they say dark matter, do they mean like it's not visible to the human eye, but like there's something there? Not only is it not visible to the human eye, it's not visible to any of the way we try to figure out stuff. We can't bounce uh, electromagnetic signals off of it. We can't um, use optical light of any kind on or off the visible spectrum to analyze it. The only reason we know this substance exists is because the universe would not make sense if it didn't. So So, we basically know it's there because it's the only way to make sense of anything? Yes. So (laughs) 5% of everything that we know is matter. 27% is dark matter. The rest of everything is dark energy. And we're not talking Star Wars here. Um, Basically, dark energy pushes space outward, which allows the galaxy to expand, while dark matter pulls inward. 
So the energy pushes out, the dark matter pulls in, and that is how galaxies are actually formed. Because without uh, this substance existing, stars would naturally not be scattered randomly across the universe. We wouldn't have galaxies. So pretty fascinating stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, dark energy has been powering the MAGA movement since at least 2016. Well, and that the <laughs> universe is over 13 billion years old. Um, maybe they just discovered it, which is why we, on our Twitter page, asked the scientists, uh, can this be weaponized? And I suppose MAGA would be proof of, yes, it can. Yeah, maybe it already has been. <laughs> I I don't know. Dark, and uh, dark, dark energy, at least, seems to be on the rise. No. <laughs> what I do know is that here on Earth, uh, we have this system of politics. And in politics, we use polling and everything that polling teaches us is that we don't know so i have been analyzing polling for uh, quite a while now and i will tell you since 2006 since i started working in this industry i guess 2005 um polling has become less and less accurate yeah, it seems um, to to cores, correlate with um, as our media ecosystem has become more and more splintered and there's so many more ways we all communicate with each other, it's getting harder and harder to get a good representative sample in any poll. Yeah, I. it's especially difficult the younger you go. Because, and then traditionally, um, older people, especially age 55 plus, tend to be more likely to answer their phones. But that's even become less reliable. Because, okay, what do you do when a phone number pops up with a person you don't know? Uh, most of the time, I ignore it. Uh, most of the time, I actually answer it. And the reason is, because I operate a small business and I never know if it's a potential client. But much like dark matter, robocalls and uh, people trying to hawk you something will uh, go ahead and be most of that universe. So I will reach into the void and see if it is potentially a client. Most of the time, it's not. Yeah. Well, you know, let me ask you this. Uh, what's the latest you're seeing in polling, um, like for the Oklahoma governor's race? I'm, I'm showing the most recent poll that's listed on 538.com was an Emerson College poll that's rated as an A- minus pollster. It says it was in the field October 25th through 28th. 
and it had Stitt 52, Hoffmeister 43. Um, and that seems to be pushing hard on their, the 538 prediction is now showing Kevin Stitt winning 94 out of 100 times. Well, you know, in the betting world, 4% odds aren't terrible. They're not good, but the the odds aren't looking great. Um, I'm hearing uh, 20% chance, but again, it's so hard to predict, and uh, so much money has been spent. I can't figure out how to penetrate any of the uh, electorate. I mean, do you know how many mail pieces I got today? Uh, at least 10, probably. Well, you're only under by one. 11. All right. And I, I, I'm a politico. I'm not going to read all these pieces. No. Uh, I, you know, I, uh, and you know, direct mail is still the best bang for your buck as a campaign, but it does seem like you get diminishing returns the closer you get to election day and the more like you're just part of the pile and not kind of sticking out on your own. Yeah, um, I, I've I make my living in direct mail, and by the way, I am working on some direct mail right now, which is ludicrous because well we're eight days out. There's no way I'm going to be able to get that out. That's because I'm not working on direct mail for any given campaign. <laughs> uh, I'm working uh, on direct mail for um, a. Uh, Community Health Center, Perrier Classen. Um, they just opened up a new location, which I went and checked out. And they turned a church that was going to be condemned um, and sold for scrap and raised to the ground um, into a medical center. And it is an absolutely beautiful facility. So if there's anybody in Oklahoma that needs healthcare, community health centers of Oklahoma, um, it's just a really amazing facility, new location. They've been in the community for, on the east side specifically, for about 50 years. So, yeah, cool. it's, uh, yeah, I mean, underserved uh, communities that need healthcare should have access to it. From my perspective absolutely that's uh that's great to hear you got the that gig working for the community health center so i think that's uh, a good thing to be doing um getting back here to the polling i just i'm having trouble seeing the polling for stit be so good because i'm out in southern rural oklahoma right now I haven't seen a single Kevin Stitt sign anywhere. I've seen a few Joy signs and some bumper stickers for Joy. Um, I was up in Edmond on Saturday, 
um, visiting some relatives, and I saw joy signs in the middle-class neighborhood there in Edmond. Um, didn't see any stit signs. And I know, I know, yard signs don't vote. But, you know, I think they can give you a little bit of an idea of how excited people are for their candidate. And I just haven't seen a lot of organic excitement for Kevin Stitt. And then when I add to that, like what I've seen on television, I've seen a lot of Stitt's the most corrupt governor type ads. I've seen some pro-joy ads. And in the market I'm in, it's also the Wichita Falls TV market. You know, I've seen the Texas ads, lots of pro-Abbott and anti-Beto ads, and zero Beto ads. So, like, just based on what I've seen on advertising, I'd say Joy has a better chance in Oklahoma than Beto does in Texas. Well, um, this has definitely been the most insane amount of money I have ever seen in any given election cycle. This is the most unpredictable election, and that includes 2016, than I've ever seen, because I had a feeling Trump was going to win, despite what the polls said, um, because I know, you know, we're, you're only one disaster away if swadley's um that that whole debacle came out this week it would be completely different than when all that information was released uh people seem to have the memories of goldfish uh maybe but i i wonder how much of this is just that the polls just cannot get an accurate snapshot of where people are and or even you know, one of the tricks of polling is figuring out what the electorate's even going to look like so that you have the right percentages of each demographic, you know, accounted for in your polling. And like young people typically don't vote on the regular and especially in midterms. But I've seen some polling directed at young people trying to see if they're going to vote this year and seen some numbers upwards of 47 percent that are in the definite vote category and if 47 percent of people under the age of 25 actually show up to vote this that will radically change the numbers <laughs> you know it will and i hope to see that the um the rule of thumb used to be uh, that young people don't vote yeah and i would love to see that change i mean we've tried over the years it i mean did remember the vote in 2020 um where they did show up in large numbers um i don't remember the exact numbers but uh let me i'm gonna look that up while you talk Cool. Well, while Brittany is looking up those numbers, I would like to point out, if you're going to say fire Pelosi on Twitter, that's fine. But show a pink slip, not some kind of uh, video of you and your colleagues uh, shooting AR-style rifles in an indoor shooting range and 
you know, say, oh, well, you know, Sunday morning talk shows, this particular Minnesotian, I get that right. Minnesotan. Minnesotan. Um, oh, good old Rep Tom Emmer, head of the National Republican Congressional Committee. Uh, he is my congressman in where I'm, where my address is at the moment. Um, I voted against him already. <laughs> He's probably going to win, though. Um, yeah. Uh, that district he represents is like the Trumpiest in Minnesota. And it's the one that used to be represented by uh, uh, Michelle Bachman, the, the one who was the famous anti-gay crusader. Kluby's not up this year, is she? She is not. Um, Tina Smith, the other U.S. senator in Minnesota, is on the ballot. Um, she looks pretty, like, headed pretty easily to re-election. Um, on those young people, um, Tufts University did a post-election analysis for 2020, and they found that for people ages 18 to 29, there was turnout of 50% in the 2020 election, which was an 11-point increase from 2016 when 39% showed up. So massive youth participation made a big difference in 2020. And if that same amount of energy is there in this midterm, I think that could make, make a pretty big difference. Well, absolutely, it could. So I hope to see a trend that none of us expect. And much like none of us expect the Spanish Inquisition, none of us expect uh, the youth to show up. But maybe no. they will. Looks like Tufts did break this down by state on top of their national numbers. Give us the cross tabs. And uh, Oklahoma had one of the lower youth turnouts at 34%. So if you're in Oklahoma and you know somebody ages 18 to 29, get them to the polls. Um, Drag them there. The, the only state I'm seeing that had a lower youth turnout than Oklahoma was South Dakota. Like, Well, there's only like... There's only like six people there. Yeah, right. We don't have like a huge sample size to go off of. I'm sure you'll be surprised that one of the highest youth voter turnouts was in Minnesota at 65%. Well, great. Maybe you guys can get Evans out. That would be nice. <laughs> um, and luckily you already voted. I am going to be voting on Election Day, October 8th, and I encourage all listeners that are already going to do so, because if you're listening to this dorky podcast, then you're probably already going to go vote. So probably I, just... I would say if you're one of our listeners and you want to make sure these numbers are good and that we prove the polls wrong, then don't only just get out and vote. You've got a little over a week now to contact one of your local campaigns, whether it's Gregory Harden running for state house and Seminole 
or you know somebody running in your area in Owasso or Gaiman or wherever you are, go volunteer to be part of their Get Out the Vote crew. Knock on some doors, make some phone calls before the before election day, and do everything you can to drag out every other voter. Because as we've said on previous shows, democracy is not a spectator sport. Get involved. And please go vote for, uh, if you are in my district, Cindy Munson in the State House and uh, Carrie Hicks in the State Senate because they are great people. And if you're up in Tulsa, Vote for one of the Dossets, because they're... The Dossets, they're good people. They are good people. I I know JJ um, pretty well. I don't know his sister very well at all, but brother and sister Dosset are doing a great job. Uh, brother Dossett, JJ, is more Matthew McConaughey about his style he's an all right all right all right let's get this past <laughs> um his sister's a little bit faster spoken just okay this is what we're going to do we're going to do this now we're going to do the next like she's and she's awesome too but they kind of balance each other out but uh this is our last year of um Leader K. Floyd, Minority Leader K. Floyd in the Senate. Uh, I think she's done a really good job. Um, we are approaching the end uh, this last year for Leader Emily Virgin, Minority Leader Emily Virgin. She's done a great job. I haven't agreed with everything either of them have done, but I can't name a single politician on the face of the planet where I'm like, yep, I agree with them 100% all yeah, of the right. time. Yeah, that's, that's, that's part of it. If you're looking for somebody you're going to agree with 100% of the time, you're never going to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you And I, I, I do get frustrated, and I've said this on previous podcasts, when... There's people that reach across the aisle. Um, I would say Mickey Dollins, give him a vote if you're down on the South side. Uh, you know, yes, he does, in fact, work with Republicans to accomplish things. That's how government's supposed to work. Yeah, that's got to be part of it. Um, and you know, something something I saw, I think it was one of our listeners tweeted this out, not to us, but just happened to tweet it out that, you know, this year the Republican ads are just full of lies and how much, you know, they lie about what Democratic policies are and make them seem like all Democrats are out to tear down America while every Democratic ad is like, I'm going to reach across the aisle to get things done. And, you know, it just shows where the parties are at right now as far as in respecting the democracy and the process. And um, as much as it pains me to say it, we have to keep being those folks that talk about compromise, um, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, because... 
if we get into that that rhetoric that the other party is basically an enemy to the country um you know there's only one way that can go and uh jordan klepper did a fingers the pulse episode recently where he brought together some hardcore MAGA voters and some hardcore blue voters um, who all did a focus group. Yeah. in a focus group who all agree that they think, you know, a civil war is a, is a real possibility. And I think the most heartening thing to come out of that focus group for me was when he asked everybody which side would win in a civil war and everybody on both sides agreed that we would just all lose. Like it's a lose situation for all of us. So I I also like, there is recognition. I think that like as much as the rhetoric is amped up, that a civil war is not a winning thing for anyone. Well, I also think it was important that it got brought up by both sides in that focus group, that this wouldn't look like the North versus the South. That's not what our United States looks like anymore. Um, it, and they all could agree that nobody wanted Florida. <laughs> that's true. Um, nobody wants Florida. Florida doesn't even seem to want Florida. The, so The Republicans oh. all wanted to try to keep California in the fold because they were like, but I like going to San Diego. <laughs> As soon Where as, you're... as soon as Florida was offered up, everybody was like, "No, you can have Florida. No, you can have Florida." <laughs> um, I have been to Florida. There are uh, specifically um, Dade County, and um, it's interesting. Worked with the Florida Seminoles for quite a while, and um. They have a unique culture that I very much enjoyed being a part of and experiencing. Uh, But Florida's barbecue is worse than Swadley's. (laughs) He has thrown the gauntlet down, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's you're a Floridian. We have no pity on your terrible barbecue. (laughs) <laughs> no, it is awful. And I like barbecue. I don't care if it's vinegary, if it's spicy, if it's more savory, sweeter. Uh, but please, dear God, don't let it be bland. Well, this is going to be our final episode before Election Day. So, um, And there's a good chance we are not likely to have an episode next week, both Chris and I's schedules don't look like they're going to line up next week for us. Um, So before we do wrap up today's podcast, um, we've talked about the unpredictability of the polls. Uh, Do you have any any big predictions? I have none. (laughs) I I think Cindy's going to take it um, here in my own district. I hope Carrie Hicks does as well. I think she will. But those are hardly big predictions. I think Well, let's I'm let's going go to... let's go to Joy versus Stitt. Do you 
the the numbers say only a six percent chance according to 538 are you are you take are you taking uh is are you taking joy or stit in that deal you you who, what do you think's happening i know i'm voting for joy um and i um, I'll go out on a limb. I'm going to predict a joy upset. I I just feel like what I'm seeing on the ground um, just doesn't correlate with what I'm seeing in the polls. And I think there's an organic energy for joy and that there's a lot of Republican women who have now got a, per, a permission structure for them to cross over to vote for joy since she is really just a Republican with the D by her name so she could run as a moderate. Well, um, yeah. Voting for Jenna, I think she's probably got the be best shot. Everybody knows that. And um, Brian Walters is just such a piece of stead. <laughs> I, I think we're about to make another episode here where I don't actually cuss the entire episode, so... Down, that one down for the books um so, so i am dressing so you, up so your your prediction your bold prediction is jenna nelson over ryan walters for superintendent then um hesitantly i am cautiously optimistic all right that's a pretty good do calm director all right what about <laughs> Control of the U.S. Senate. Will Democrats hold the majority in the Senate? Or will Republicans sneak it out by taking some of these seats? I think that our vice president will be continually having to make the tie-breaking vote. So you're seeing a, a split Senate. Um, I'm going to say Democrats hold the Senate and maybe get an extra one to two seats, maybe get up to a 51-52 seat majority instead of 50. Um, all right, on to the U.S. House. Polls, predictions are showing on 538, showing that uh, there's a likelihood of about a 228-seat Republican advantage. You, you think that's uh, going to happen, or you think Democrats are going to surprisingly sneak this out? Sadly, I agree with that. I think that Biden is going to be the lamest of lame ducks. They're not going to be able to get anything done. So welcome to that for the next two years. Yeah, I, I'd say I'd... I'm I'm saying it's definitely more likely. I'm gonna predict a a 220 to two. What would it be? 220 to 218 majority. Yeah, yeah it's um, that's, the that's house. What I'm gonna say 220 for Republicans, 218 for D's. I think D's will outperform what they're showing, but still not be enough to hold the house. I think all the gerrymandering of the districts has just made it an uphill battle for Democrats unless there's just a massive, massive turnout. Yeah, I agree. 
But let's end this on a happier note because our time runs what, You don't short. think it's going to be happy to have uh, the, the House suddenly running impeachment hearings on Biden? They don't even know what for yet. They're just going to they're going to do that. And surely they're going to tackle inflation for as much as they've been complaining about it. Right. <laughs> They're not going to do a thing. And <laughs> you are tempting me to curse right now, aren't you? Um, <laughs> see, if I can get Brittany to curse, she will owe me a hamburger. But... Um, no burgers today. No, no, no. Well, I could start talking about dark matter again. But <laughs> instead, uh, I'm going to say... I had a great Halloween costume idea, and then this, that is vampire attorney, because vampires need attorneys too, you know. Man, I could I, think of no worse fate than to be stuck being an attorney, an attorney for eternity. Oh my goodness, I would. Uh... No, no, no. The, 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 this attorney wouldn't be a vampire. They oh, would be an okay. attorney that represents vampires. So, so they only have um, to be an attorney for a portion of that vampire's life. Well, that sucks for the attorney or for the vampires because their attorneys, they're going to have to switch attorneys like every 20, 30 years. Yeah, but for, you could start a, a They need great an practice. attorney for eternity. So like they need yeah. to change one of those lawyers who loves being a lawyer into a vampire so they can say ha 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 you are now my attorney for eternity <laughs> okay that's not how vampires talk that's <laughs> like the like cocoa crispies guy count um, chocula <laughs> <laughs> yes that, that, that is not a good representation of vampires Fine. but yeah like uh, my my claim would be yes my client has uh, feasted upon the blood of tens of thousands of people over the last nine centuries. However, my client is not truly alive, therefore cannot be put to the death penalty, for they are already the undead. Ooh. Well, you don't have to kill people to take their blood. No, but you then you just end up turning them. Yeah. So, yeah, but you can I don't can think turning people. someone into a vampire is technically under illegal under any of our current laws. Hey, maybe um, that's something you should lobby your state representatives about for the next session. See if you can get one to put forward a measure to make it illegal for a vampire to turn a human into a vampire. Well, um, how are we going to fight the scourge of vampires, Chris? Well, I, I think that the litany of laws that's being passed about not turning trans, you could probably apply. Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm going to have to find common cause with the anti-trans people. Um, Golly. Oh, I, I don't know if I can do it. Um, well, leave the vampire lawyering up to me then. All righty. Uh, well, folks, um, 
as we said earlier, don't just get out there and vote. Get out there, volunteer to get out the vote for your local candidates. They're going to need all hands on deck. Get people to the polls. Early voting starts Wednesday in Oklahoma County. Um, make a plan to vote. You can go, I think, uh, IWillVote.org. You can, no matter what state or locality you're in, you can get all the details for how to make sure you know what you're doing to get out there and vote. And buy or rent an unmarked van and kidnap your friends and force them to the polls. Whatever it takes. Get that turnout up, especially if you know people under 30. Get them to the dang polls because every vote matters. Uh, this is not an election to sit out because uh, Republicans are already signaling if they do take the U.S. House, they will interfere with our ability to help fight Russia in Ukraine, and uh, it will just be a mess. We don't need that. We need to keep working our way out of the mess. <laughs> Kidnap your friends and buy them ice cream afterward as a reward. Yeah. All, All right. right, folks. Oh. Um, if you have questions between now and Election Day, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook, OK Outcasts, um, and we'll try and get to them. And uh, otherwise, we'll be back uh, about a week after the election. And we'll talk to you then. Adios, y'all. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.